On today's show, Kia outscores everybody else in J.D. Power's initial quality study. New technology will turn commercial trucks into trolleys, and we answer your comments and questions in You Said It. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for June 23rd of 2016. J.D. Power just released its latest initial quality study, and for the first time in 27 years, a premium brand is not at the top of the list. Kia beat out all automakers in the study, which looks at problems experienced by owners in the first 90 days of ownership. The Korean automaker scored 83 problems for every 100 vehicles. The industry average was 105. Kia's parent company, Hyundai, was third on the list with Porsche sandwiched in between. It was the first time since 2006 that the mass market brands outperformed the premium brands. And for just the second time in the 30-year history of the study, the domestic automakers collectively had better quality than all of the imports combined. A couple of automakers are dabbling in making storage devices out of electric car batteries, and now BMW is joining in. The German automaker's iBrand developed a home energy storage system that uses batteries from the i3. Not only can it back up a customer's home, but it also integrates with charging stations and solar panels. The system was developed to use both new or used batteries, which could be a nice way for an owner to help offset the cost of replacing an expensive EV battery pack. One Japanese automaker will start selling 3D printed fender panels and shocking new technology for commercial trucks. That's coming up next. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. Rapid prototyping or 3D printing has the potential to completely transform the automotive industry. Now Japanese automaker Daihatsu will use the technology to help customers personalize their car. In 2017, owners of a small two-seat coupe called the Copen will be able to purchase 3D printed panels for the front and rear bumpers and fenders. The panels, called effect skins, come in 15 different geometric and organic patterns in 10 colors, although customers can adjust the designs themselves for even more uniqueness. With traditional manufacturing methods, Daihatsu says panels like these would have taken two to three months to produce and have been very expensive. By 3D printing them, the panels can be made in just a few weeks. The auto industry faces tough regulations to improve fuel efficiency and lower emissions. And that's especially true for the commercial truck side of the business. So to help meet that goal, Scania and Siemens are developing an e-highway system to power trucks electrically. The trucks connect to an overhead line, similar to an electric trolley car or bus. But unlike those, the truck is also equipped with a diesel hybrid when there aren't any wires to connect to. It's fitted with what's called a pantograph to connect and disconnect from the lines at speeds up to 90 kilometers an hour, which is about 56 miles per hour. The company's just kicked off a two-year trial of the system along a two-kilometer stretch of highway north of Stockholm, Sweden. Siemens is also developing a similar system 
in collaboration with Volvo to test in California. Coming up next, John gets to some of your comments and questions. Lear Connexus is the new application suite in vehicle connectivity designed to deliver over-the-air software updates and more from Lear Corporation's eSystems, leaders in power and data management. And now it's time for some of your feedback. Paul Wicklin wants to know, could GM be preparing to buy Navistar in the next couple of years to get back into Class 7 and 8 trucks? Ooh, that's an intriguing idea. You know, the heavy truck segment can be quite profitable. Though Navistar is barely making money, it is doing a lot better than just a year ago. But the problem is it has a big underfunded pension liability, and I don't think GM would want to add that to its balance sheet. Now, if Navistar can figure out how to cut that liability, a lot of companies would be interested in buying it. Maybe even GM. You know, I've said it before and I'll say it again, Navistar makes the most beautiful semi-truck on the road, the stunning Lone Star. I'll use any excuse to run another picture of that truck. Skip Turin has a question about autonomous cars. People need to realize that autonomous cars will have to make moral decisions. How will they? Well, autonomous cars are not going to make moral decisions. The human beings who program them are going to have to do that. This argument centers around a hypothetical situation where the car is faced with either running over grandpa or mowing down a bunch of school children. Look, it's going to take a lot of legal advice to develop those algorithms. But that's a situation any human being driving a car could encounter right now today. And there is no easy answer. Chuck Grenchy wants to know, what has become of the new recently released Titan? It got a fairly large reveal and introduction, but I haven't seen or heard anything on sales. Has it moved the mark any? Well, Titan sales are up 6% so far this year, but the numbers are pretty small. For the first five months of the year, only 5,200 Titans were sold. I think Ford sells that many F-Series trucks every two days. Nissan probably has not ramped up all the variations it wants to sell, but these numbers show you just how competitive the pickup segment is. Kit Gerhardt thinks Ford missed the boat when it named its new high-performance version of the Fusion. Wouldn't Fusion SHO be a more appropriate name for the hot rod version than Sport? The Sport moniker is used rather loosely and usually means nothing except maybe bigger wheels or more tape stripes. I think you have a really good point, Kit. With 325 horsepower and 380 pound-feet of torque, the Fusion Sport would be worthy of the SHO name. And as you know, Ford has a lot of brand equity in the SHO brand. And IDD QD wants to know, what's your take on Skoda replacing Volkswagen in the U.S. market as speculated here in Germany? Would this be viable or even smart? You know, even though they tell you to never say never, I'd say it's never going to happen. Volkswagen needs to restore its brand image, and it can do that if it does things right. As far as Skoda goes, it would take billions of dollars and 20 years to establish that brand in any significant volume in the U.S. market. VW is much better off sticking with VW. Hey, thanks for all your comments and questions. We appreciate them all. And a quick note here, join Gary Vassalash and me for AutoLine After Hours later today 
for some of the best insights into the automotive industry. And with that, we wrap up today's show. Thank you for watching.